What was your favorite Nico Sturm moment in a Minnesota Wild uniform? We talked the trade that sent Sturm to the Colorado Avalanche and what Tyson Jost brings to the table today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we dive deeper into the Nico Sturm trade that brought Tyson Jost to the Wild in exchange for Sturm heading to the Colorado Avalanche. We look at uh, what led to Sturm being traded by the Minnesota Wild and what Jost brings to the table for the Wild as a piece, potentially beyond this season. My name is Seth Topal, host of Locked On Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer with over a decade's worth of experience covering your favorite Minnesota sports teams and now focusing solely on the Minnesota Wild. Trade deadline continues to draw ever closer, and for the Wild, they did not wait as yesterday, move was made in the afternoon to send Nico Sturm to the Colorado Avalanche in exchange for Tyson Jost. And uh, it was interesting to get, you know, some reaction right after the trade happened. Um, and it, it is very, very indicative of uh, how things have gone for this team um, over the uh, the last couple of weeks in that you had this team that that started off so well and at one point got to the uh, top of the Western Conference standings for one day, but still did get to the top of the Western Conference standings. And it looked like at that point, everything was setting up for a pretty good run through the playoffs and uh, hopefully to be able to at least get to the discussion of maybe the uh, Western Conference Finals or maybe the Stanley Cup Final as well. But then some injuries hit and uh, inconsistency hit in several key areas. And uh, now the Wild, for the first time this season, find themselves in a wild card spot with uh, a second-half skid in full progress. And it has led to Bill Guerin going from somebody who has said multiple times, you know, we're not going to be able to trade our way out of this. This is something that this team is going to have to try to fix and get back on track. And uh, it has led to Bill Guerin starting to make some moves to at least try to kind of shake things up uh, in the near term. Some reaction from Guerin on the trade. Uh, Michael Russo tweeting these out yesterday. Uh, Bill Guerin calling the Sturm-Jost trade a win-win. Um, it featured a situation in which both players involved needed a little bit of a change of scenery. And we'll talk about Jost here in a second, but uh, Guerin also uh, mentioning that the Wild hope to tap 
into uh, Jost's offensive potential and will give him a chance down the stretch. Not going to play tonight against the Bruins, but should get plenty of opportunity to um, to show what he has. And that is, as uh, as the losses pile up, that is the next step of the plan for this Minnesota Wild team is to start to see who's in next year and who is not. And we talked about it in just trying to identify the core for this Minnesota Wild team. Had Nico Sturm in the not part of the long-term plans category. And not even a day later, he is uh, on the way out. So not sure if this will be the... Uh, only move that is made at the deadline, but um, Garen did also mention uh, in talking to the media that this wasn't necessarily a sign of more to come in the trades department, especially in the you know getting rid of pieces department. Uh, just worked for uh, this instance, and uh, also reiterated that trades are not going to help this wild team get out of the funk that they're in. They're going to have to pull themselves out of it um, and uh, get back on track. Um, Garen also mentioning that he's not necessarily looking to address goalie um, ahead of Monday's deadline. Uh, Garen saying, according to Russo, I still have confidence in these guys. I know the numbers aren't telling me I should, but I do. I know the people. I know the character of these guys. Um, and, you know, just final note that is interesting uh, in the trade department in regards to uh, Jack McBain. Um, it sounds as though he has no interest in signing here whatsoever, again, according to Russo. So it is likely that the Wild will also trade his rights by Monday's deadline. So could be another trade there in the works. Um, and, you know, Garen also sidestepping the, uh, the questions about trading with a division rival. Just pretty much said, you know, not worried about uh, the transaction either way just because it was with uh, the rival Avalanche. So um, a, a tough one because, you know, we, we've seen Sturm kind of develop here over the uh, the last couple of years. And it just, it seemed like, at least at this point, we saw everything that Nico Sturm had to give to the role that he was playing with this team. Now, with being an unrestricted free agent going into the offseason, certainly stood to get some more money from um, somebody out there. And with that, more money would likely come a better opportunity to further showcase. You know, we've, we've called for it on this show, whether or not he was going to be ready for uh, a, a extended role, uh, maybe uh, off of the fourth line to, uh, to a team and just it never materialized here. Like you look at what he did, you know, over the uh, the last couple of weeks and months before he was finally, you know, a healthy scratch a couple of times. His minute count peaked at an average of 13 minutes in the month of December. Um, was at 11:24 in January. Um, went down to nine minutes and 33 seconds average time of ice in February. And then, then in the month of March, his average time of ice was 8 minutes, 52 seconds, including only one game over 10 minutes on ice. And so it, it just got to the point where 
we were seeing Nick Bukestad get more play on that fourth line than Nico Sturm because he, he wasn't really offering much in the way of scoring. Yes, he was winning faceoffs, but um, not really adding much beyond that. And so it, it became a situation for Bill Guerin of let's let's try to get something for him as opposed to just letting him walk in the offseason. And so they bring in Jost, who has a uh, year of control after this season at uh, $2 million. And this will be an audition for him the uh, the rest of the way to see what he brings to the table. Um, we'll get into the numbers and what Jost could potentially bring to the table uh, as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. It is the month of March, and if you are continuing your weight loss journey to eat better and look better, Built Bar is here to help. If you're looking for something to juggle your Built Bar routine, Puffs are also here to lend a helping hand. If you haven't tried them, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Just like with other Built Bars, Puffs contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Your average candy bar contains almost 240 grams of uh, 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So if you are looking for a new way to enjoy your Built Bars, head to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every day. A reminder that on Monday at 2.30 Central Time, you can tune in to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey's live deadline reaction show to get all of the on-ice fantasy and betting analysis you need from hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone with appearances from our roster of local experts such as yours truly. Plus, you can catch our own live trade deadline reaction show at 2 o'clock Central Time for our immediate reaction to the Minnesota Wilds' moves or lack thereof. Locked on Fantasy Hockey is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Tyson Jost enters the fray for this Minnesota Wild team, and he found himself in a very similar situation to the one that Nico Sturm just left. Now, in the case of Jost, you look at the Colorado Avalanche's roster. Obviously, they have two of the uh, best lines in hockey as their top six, and so playing time beyond that is a little bit hard to come by. And so Jost comes in. His average time of ice is uh, 12 minutes and 49 seconds coming into the season. And so obviously that at this point sets him up to do something similar to what he was doing with the Avalanche. But if we look at um, if we look at how things have gone for him, over uh, his last few stints. The month of March, averaging right around 9 minutes, 48 seconds of ice time. Um, and 
Beyond that, he was right around 12 or 13 minutes. Started the season off way more than that uh, with uh, right around 17 minutes of ice time in October, 15 minutes in November, and then it just started to kind of go downhill from there. And this is a perfect opportunity, despite the numbers being a little down, to take a chance on a guy who is still 24 years old and has been in the league for five seasons already. And uh, yes, he has been a, a double-digit goal scorer uh, throughout his career. You look at his uh, face-off numbers, they're not particularly good. I mean, he's a 39% face-off winner this season, which is not great, but from what is being reported about this trade, somebody in the scouting department sees something that can be unlocked in Jost to where this was the preferred outcome instead of just letting Nico Sturm walk in free agency. Now, some of the things that he will be able to help out with uh, first and foremost, is the penalty kill. And I know Sturm was a penalty killer uh, with the Wild as well. So maybe it's it's more of a lateral move right now. Um, and and maybe Sturm was, you know, Sturm was better certainly in the face-off circle uh, than Jost appears to be. But at the end of the day, this is a move by Bill Guerin that is hinging entirely on a bounce-back performance from Jost in a different situation than he was at with the Avalanche. I have no problem with giving the guy the opportunity here the rest of the year to see what he can contribute because I think it's pretty evident right now that... The Wild have started to kind of realize, are we a good team? Yes. Are we a Stanley Cup contender? No. There is quite a gap between the Wild and the Avalanche, Calgary Flames, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Boston Bruins, the Florida Panthers, on and on and on. There are several teams that are more in the Stanley Cup contender category than the Minnesota Wild are. And so, not only will this team be looking to see who is going to be part of this roster next year, uh, they may not be done in that sense before the, uh, the trade deadline. So, I have no problem putting Jost on the, you know, Fourth line, I think, is the logical spot for him right now. Uh, but let's look at the facts, too, that beyond Jewel Erickson Eck and maybe Freddie Goudreau, the center position on this team is far from set, even going into next season. So if Jost were to come in and start to win faceoffs and have a similar effect on this team that Freddie Goudreau has. He could play himself into one of those center spots for next season. Because if we've seen one thing with this wild team so far this year, 
is that, yes, Ryan Hartman has put up career-high numbers. He also has started to kind of come back down to earth. And so is he a center going forward? Is he more of a wing like he had been playing uh, before being put into the center position? That's a question that's going to need to be answered. And so let's say you pull Hartman out of that center rotation. Now you got Jules Erickson Eck and Freddie Goudreau. Marco Rossi will take one of those spots next year, but you're still going to need another center uh, to uh, be in the middle of one of those lines. So Jost, you know, it's it. will he end up being a player that can give you meaningful minutes and can do more than Nico Sturm was doing over the last few weeks. That's the hope. If he doesn't end up doing that, it's it's not a huge cost. The big thing that you are uh, gambling with is salary cap space. But he's only on the books through next year as well. And so it's not a huge roll of the dice for Bill Guerin. He is gambling on upside for a guy who was a first-round pick a few years ago, back in 2016. So he's gambling on a bounce back in a different situation, a team that can look at his skill set with a fresh set of eyes and can maybe get him to look a little closer to what the uh, Avalanche were hoping he would be uh, when they took him in 2016. So... All about the upside with Tyson Jost. And if he can if he can help turn around what has become widely one of the worst penalty kills in the NHL, that's enough for me. I'm I'm sold at that point. So if he can fill that spot, if he can win some faceoffs, if he can find some offensive upside, then I love this trade for Bill Guerin. It's even if he doesn't. It's it's not something that I can really fault Garen for in gambling on a player finding it again as opposed to just letting a player that was headed to free agency walk for nothing. That's that's all it really comes down to. So Jost is officially on the evaluation board for the rest of the season. We'll see if he turns out. If not, you know, you got some depth that uh, that you can maybe use in a pinch next season. But I, I, I'm hoping that things will play out, and you know, we'll certainly keep an eye on him as well. Um, we'll also keep an eye on the Wild as they get closer to the trade deadline, including looking at other spots that the Wild may tweak. What else could the Wild do at the trade deadline or before We'll take a look at that to finish today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. Finishing up our chatter today ahead of the Bruins game this evening with a look at some of the other things that the Wild may do uh, before the trade deadline kicks in on Monday. Now, another talker that we briefly referenced was Jack McBain. Sounds as though he's not planning 
to sign with the Minnesota Wild. Uh, and so uh, the best course of action is to move his rights elsewhere. The Montreal Canadiens have been heavily linked to McBain. The Montreal Canadiens are also going to have some fairly high picks in the NHL draft. If they are not phased by the asking price, which has been stated as a second-round pick for McBain's rights, do it today. Get it done. Because, and we we talked about it when the rumors of McBain's lack of desire to sign here first popped up, you're going to give Judd Brackett an extra second-round pick, and in this case, a pretty high one at that. You could even go so far as to, if, if that's a little too rich for the Canadians, maybe you do a swap in the second round. Even still, you're getting an additional second round pick that you didn't uh you didn't normally have you didn't originally have and you're giving Judd Brackett that ammo to take a player somewhere someone that was probably supposed to be a first round pick that slipped i i i can't argue against that logic because of Brackett's track record with drafting so far as a member of this franchise. He has had not only hits, but home runs so far throughout his tenure. And that not only gives you the option to take some players who slide out of the first round, it also gives you some capital to move up not only back into the first round, but to move higher up in the first round than you originally sit, which I think is why we're seeing Bill Guerin so reluctant to trade that first rounder that the Wild currently have because you use that and you throw a second round pick with it, you could hop up a few spots and go get somebody that you really like, much like they did with Jesper Walstead in the first round last season. Could very well do that again uh, for a defenseman or for another wing. Plenty of options for Judd Brackett. And so I think that is another trade that we will see before Monday's deadline is that Jack McBain's rights will be traded. The Wild will recoup that additional pick. The Philip Johansson situation is also worth watching. Uh, I don't know the deadline on that per se, but... If he does not sign with the Wild, whether they tender him a contract or not, that's a compensatory second-round pick that we can put in Judd Brackett's pocket. So you could have as many as three second-round picks to go with a first-round pick to hand to Judd Brackett, who has already drafted Marco Rossi, Matt Boldy, Jesper Walstead, Carson Lambos, Jack Pert, and more. For a team that is going to be a little strapped in the salary cap department, that sounds like a winning move, in my opinion. So, I think that would be a... Eh, would it 
be better to try to resolve things with McBain and to try to see if you can get him to sign? Of course it would. But if he doesn't want to sign here, there's no need to drag it out. Just uh, get something back for his rights. Let Judd Brackett go to work. Lather, and repeat. As far as other moves that the Wild make, it's going to be tough to see because I don't get the sense at this point in the season with the team. They're, st- they're still in a playoff spot as of right now. If they can get back on track, they could probably be a team that can keep a first-round series depending on who they play. Uh, keep it competitive, but that's another issue that we have to talk about, um, and we'll get to it later in the week, is how the Wild have done against their divisional opponents, especially in the second half of the season. It has not been good, and those are the teams that you're going to look at playing in the playoffs. So that's a situation where it, it, it just it doesn't seem like it's trending in a good direction. So... Do the Wilds try to get something for some other impending free agents that uh, maybe you get a player, maybe you get a draft pick? Would you even get something if you decide, you know what, we're going to make Alex Goligoski available at the deadline? A veteran defenseman that could be maybe a bottom four pairing guy on a playoff team's D and we'll we'll eat some of the salary for this season, get a draft pick out of it. Maybe, but he also hasn't really helped his cause with his play over the uh, the past two weeks. So I don't know if you can even make that happen. Uh, but I don't get the sense that Garen is going to majorly rock the boat during the season. Now off season certainly is a better potential for that to happen because you're going to have to make some tough choices with the salary cap situation the way it is. So it probably makes way more sense to do that in the offseason. But as for right now, I would say probably McBain, the Sturm trade already, obviously. And... If it's a quiet deadline behind that, maybe add a player or just stay put. That's not going to surprise me at all considering the trajectory that this team is currently headed on. You don't really have a whole lot of time before the deadline to fix it. You've got the Boston game tonight. You've got the Chicago game on Saturday. So even if you win those two games, if you're really fixed enough to where you can make the argument that this team is is capable of a deep run? I don't know. So it's, it's not going to surprise me at all if it's a relatively quiet deadline, although I did not really expect Nico Sturm to get traded. So who's to say that Bill Guerin doesn't have a few things up his sleeve? And we will keep an eye on that. If anything does happen, we will, of course, have you covered there. But uh, that is going to wrap it up for today's episode of Locked on Wild. And now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure your second listen of the day is the Locked on Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. Locked on Fantasy Hockey is free and available wherever 
you listen to podcasts. Just like Locked on Wild, we're available anytime you want to listen, anywhere you listen to your podcasts. You can also find us on Twitter. Make sure to check out at Locked on Wild for the Locked on Madness tournament currently in the Sweet 16. So make sure to check out and vote for your favorite Wild players as we navigate through the bracket. We will keep you up to date on all things Minnesota Wilds because if a trade happens, if big news drops or a puck drops anywhere in the state of hockey, Lockdown Wild has you covered with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.